Uduwasha city, where the sun is a mirror and the moon a shadow. 800 years ago, the gates of death were broken by the Emperor Immortal. The five key bearers, however, had already unlocked them and walked right through. It is in Uduwasha city they dwell. Now, the ghost field breathes next to our reality, lit by the eternal flame of the well of Udu. It is a second skin, a place where thought and will struggle against gravity and light. In other places, the dead congregate in the ghost field, but in Uduwasha, the well city, the hell city, they fall straight into the flames. See its glittering districts, Chitichpur, where the rich plot to buy the horizon, Bundavest, where the refugees of two different nations flock, and Pasarhantu, the vertical maze of market and murder. And here is Udepat, where the ceaseless temple resides. Its inhabitants, a family, a snake, and a god. The temple has stood since before the gods of this world were forgotten. Watch as it turns the wheels of revolution. Welcome to Desperate Retune, an actual play podcast about people who take risks so they can survive against the odds. Last time on Desperate Retune, after learning that Freya was being held captive by the Kremlin Munna, the crew started investigating her whereabouts. Mira suggested meeting with Herdl, despite his obvious connections to Munna, on the grounds that he was still their lawyer. Abbas acquiesced, noting that once Herzl arrived at the temple, they'd make him talk whether he liked it or not. Meanwhile, Vickers followed up on another lead. With Joan and Augustus Khan, she went to visit Freya's vice provider, the esteemed lady at the chipped cup. Unfortunately, arranging a meeting with her was not straightforward. Vickers tried her hand as spycraft by reciting a cryptic passage to the tea house staff. Though it didn't mean much to them, it was overheard by Mary Wan, a close associate of the lady, who recognized it as Abbas's calling card from the revolutionary days. Intrigued by this, she agreed to take them to see the lady. After a short introduction, Vickers told the lady that Freya was in danger, about how they had rescued Freya before, and that they needed the lady's cooperation to help her again. Though the lady wasn't entirely sure of them and kept her cards close to her chest, she did give them a vital piece of information. Lord Skurlock, reputedly a man-eating vampire from Duskwall, was coming to Uduwash on business with Munna, and Freya was caught right in the middle of it. And now we pick up the other side of the story as Abbas and Miraz interrogate Herdil and press him for further information. Yeah, so Herdil comes to the temple. I mean, he's done it many times before. Um, you know, if by now it is fairly routine. And I don't think he thinks that anything is necessarily up more than he normally does, which is to say he is absolutely very paranoid. Um, but right now he doesn't necessarily think, you know, he needs to be more paranoid than normal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Adyat, you still with us? Yes, I'm here. Okay. I've always been here. Okay. Uh, um, now, so out of character, how do you want to deal with it? Because I guess what Miraz still believes that um, Ardil can separate the concerns of his clients. Yeah, but out of character, I have truth, truth, truth serum and grenades. <laughs> yeah, when one doesn't work, the other will. Uh-huh. Can't, if you can't grenade them, you can shoot serum. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're not counting on this going well with Hardil, then, is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I, you know, I think I'm going to set Hardil down in hmm, 
I guess there's an office. Like there must be an office for like administrative yeah. stuff for the temple. Uh, all kinds of anyone... rooms, right? Yeah. One yeah. of them just has stuff. Yeah, so it's dusty. It's not in great condition. I guess we bring him in there, and uh, I guess it's the two of us. Yeah. Yeah. Unless anyone else is here. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, brother Hardil. Uh, I don't even want know what to say. It's what 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 I. What I've heard, uh, Freya, Freya has been kidnapped by, uh, by, by Mr. Peter Samhorse, quote unquote. What do you know about all this? We are hoping that you might be able to uh, give us some uh, legal advice on this, considering that Mr. Peter Samhorse is also a client of yours. Mm, Excellent. Very good. Uh, And I will flag both for my own... um, memory but also for the listener that Abbas can always tell when someone is lying to him yes uh, and this man does not know that uh, mm. so you know I think that he first of all kind of like raises his eyebrows and says oh I uh, if you don't mind I will take a seat and then he sits down puts his very expensive snakeskin leather briefcase uh, down next to him you know steeples his fingers in the classic kind of thinking lawyer pose and says, um, Mr. Peter Samhorse has, are you saying he has uh, kidnapped Freya? Yes. Uh, the, yes. Uh, and I, 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 what's more, I think you know this. She, she was also your client, wasn't she? Uh, well, you see, she was briefly my client before the incident in the in the grotto which you precipitated yes yes. well we can't have young girls being kidnapped by uh people with aliases like sam horse left and right it it, it's just what kind of society would we be creating and that's not that's not the ethos and i give him this look of like the foundation supposed to be better than this we're supposed to be building a better world indeed and i think he says um I see Freya has not taken care to inform you. I, you know... No, of course not. She's been kidnapped. She has not been kidnapped. Ah, so you do know about us. She is working with my client on some matters of delicacy. Matters that she is uniquely suited to help with. Um, And that, that is all there is. Uh, these are all like not technically lies in that there is an agreement and she is working with, but there's like also loads of coercion, which you know. Matters of delicacy, unique. Is he going to eat her? I've heard there's cannibals in the city. Miraz, eat her. What? What a. What are you I... clearly speaking in code? What, what, what else could delicacy mean? <laughs> I think he just looks at Abbas like, this is the man who leads your temple? I think Abbas is going to look at him as just say, well, not lead per se. Either way, you, you say that uh, uh, Freya has not been kidnapped, yet I have some information that uh, contradicts that. Uh, from Freya herself, nonetheless. You have information from... Wait, I thought you said Freya had not spoken to you. I'm so... Have, has, has she... Cons- if- spoken to you or has she not 
she has managed to communicate uh, some very. Uh, she's managed to communicate information of uh, quite some gravity to us. Uh, let's not concern ourselves with how. Ex- oh, but uh, please, uh, Mr. Hardy, let's not. Uh, let's not. Pl- we, we don't have to do this dance. We know exactly what's going on, and all we ask is for you to return our word back to us. Yes, if she's not been kidnapped, and if she can come and go as she please, and is not currently locked up in a cannibal's lair, uh, then, you know, there no, shouldn't be any problem with us going to see her. Just tell, her, tell us where she is. Uh, he, like, removes his like glasses, wipes them on like the bottom of his shirt. No, he doesn't. He's got like a special glasses wiping napkin in his pocket that he removes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, wipes it and then puts his glasses back on and he says, I, I will thank you not to use the word kidnap. She's not kidnapped. She was earlier found trespassing on city property, attempting to tamper with official documents. And she did a very bad job of it. She botched it completely. I went out of my way to fix that for you, pro bono, as you remember. Um, and like, unfortunately for you, Abbas, all of this is true. Yeah, yeah I remember this. And then she's, he says, and then she was unfortunately also poking around Mr. Sam Horse's businesses, something that, let me tell you, he did not take very kindly to. I understand you've, you've divined that it is an alias. It is because he treasures his anonymity and his privacy. And uh, one, someone like Freya, who are trying to find this, trying to find out his real, true identity was not particularly wise, especially when it posed a real threat to him. And I'm afraid that she ran afoul of... Uh, his chief enforcer, um, lovely woman called Daisy. If you ever meet her when she is not guarding Mr. Sam Horse's life. But luckily, once she met Mr. Sam Horse, they came to an understanding. And she's been with him since. Now, if she hasn't made time to come meet with you, well, I suppose that's just unfortunate. Um, but I'm not sure what I could do about that. And uh, was this understanding the you will stay here and work for us or else type of understanding? That I, how is he going to react to this? I think he's going to say the type of understanding where if you don't do what we say, very bad things will happen to you because Hardil, you may know about me and I understand know all about that kind of understanding. Ah, you know what? That's really good. And I think he first says, if you say kidnapping without using the word kidnapping, it is still not. I see I am dealing with with the Viper reawakened. Mm-hmm. Tell me, would you react well to someone investigating you, bringing up old business when that business was very dangerous and buried for a reason? I know my client, if he, he does not make ultimatums without cause. He did not make such an ultimatum. And this is definitely a lie. Mm-hmm. Well, technically, he threatened you with the consequences, not Freya, but like mm-hmm. six yeah. of this, half a dozen of that. I think at this point, 
Mira's uh, Mira suddenly slumps forward and his forehead bangs against the table. Ah, excellent. There was this moment when Hardil wiped his glasses where he was briefly mm. suddenly distracted and he kind of like spaced out as he was thinking about uh, inventing essentially the equivalent of windshield wipers for glasses. And, <laughs> okay. And he never managed to come back from that thought. In fact, he's still thinking about it. Uh, but now mm-hmm. someone else is uh, in he's his doing head his thinking. Yeah. 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 So he's off thinking. He's off doing the schematics. Well, suddenly his head falls down and then gets back up again. And there's this steely-eyed look in his eyes, and a smile. And then he leans forward and says, "Hardil, tell us where Frey is." And I think to like something that blunt Hardil will just say. Um... I think that unless I am able to confer with both my clients, Freya and Mr. Samhorse, I am not at liberty to divulge that information. As you Indeed. said, quite rightly. Indeed, you are not at you are not at liberty. I say, and uh, the door oh. clicks clicks shut. Uh huh. Oh shit! And I think, like the very audible click, he hears it, and he says. So much for genial brotherhood, then. Ah. I am not a member of your brotherhood. I think he's just gonna, like, wrinkle his brow for one second and then say, it does not matter to me whether you're part of the foundation in Duskwall or in Uduwasha. We're all part of the brotherhood. It does. Mm-hmm. And you were so gung-ho about it. This is the last thing I expected of you. Which is to say, you know, I did expect it, but it was mm-hmm. at the bottom of the list. Has Abbas noticed anything different? Well, yeah, yeah I think so, question. because his bootlicking uh, <laughs> um, nephew is suddenly uh, like, oh, Miraz, where, did, yeah. where is this coming from? You also know about the Shrine Builder. It was established huh? in the. It was yeah. established <laughs> in Kishigrota that you know about the Shrine Builder, kinda. So. But is how obvious is it? Like, or I guess how uh, willing is Abbas to interpret this as something else? Like, oh, because finally you're uh, you're following in my footsteps. Oh my god! <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, we uh, lately a change has come on to you, Miraz. I've I've noticed. Like, I don't know. Maybe I finally got through to you, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Miraz turns. And gives a smile and says, Indeed, we have heard so much about the Viper. Mm. And then he says, This one is a, a little snake in the nest. I've been watching this one, and then I point at Miraz. Uh, I've been watching this one make all sorts of silly little mistakes. He's very he's too trusting. You should guide him a bit better. But now I'm here. Shall we dispose of this? Snakelet. I guess uh, we could uh, turn to um, Ardil and say that Ardil, just a few days ago, I spilled blood on this temple grounds to protect someone close to me. Don't make me do it again. This is uh, is this some some manner of play? What is this one and uh, spilling blood? Now, I understand that you are worried for your friend. I understand that. You think I have done something unforgivable? It would be much more convincing if you had not uh, begun to recite some kind of practice speech. I imagine that's what you're doing with us. 
Um, and then I think he looks at Abbas and says, um, and if you spill my blood, I don't disagree that I have nothing that I can use to stop you, but my clients will not be pleased. Mm -hmm. uh, is there some way I can figure out if his briefcase is a weapon? Hmm, interesting. Uh, I think, let's say that it's a flashback in that you've seen him with his briefcase a load of time, right? right? So you can try and like recall this, especially if you're like uh, right now being the shrine builder and clearly like so this is like a shrine builder flashback of like living behind Miraz's eyes and seeing all of the times that like this guy has been with his briefcase and trying to figure out like oh does he have anything in there that could be used to like hurt someone? Mm -hmm. I guess what I want to do is actually like take his briefcase away from him. And... Yeah. Actually, no, tell you what. What I'm trying to do is take his briefcase away from him in a way where, even if it's not a weapon, I'm sure it's got some sort of like defensive mechanisms or something, like anti-theft mm -hmm. mechanisms and so on, Yeah. that I will not immediately have. I'm going to try to grab it safely, is the thing. Ah, OK, yeah. yeah. And I would like to leverage this ability, if it makes sense to do so, sacred geometry. Oh, OK. So with focused observation, you can declare the ways in which any constructed object falls Short of perfection. Okay, so you tell me how this bag is not perfect. Mm -hmm. uh, I find the ways in which, like, so it's very cleverly constructed. I can, I'm looking at it. I can see the locking mechanism and so on. But I can figure out the ways in which, like, if I apply pressure just so here, I don't even need the key. I can just unlock it. That kind of thing. Ah, yeah, absolutely. Or, or like, I'm that looking at it, and maybe it's also got like some sort of like sparkcraft. Like, actually, no, maybe it's got like some runes and so on that are attached mm. to the locks. And I realized yeah. that so long as I, hmm, so long as his his hands are the ones that actually touch the briefcase at any point, uh, someone else can open the briefcase so long as he's touching it. Yeah, okay. I think that's interesting. Okay. Um, I think there is another safety mechanism as well. That's yeah. not something that you are at risk of. It will not harm you. So it's not something that like. Uh, will interfere with your role to not be harmed. But like this is the kind of guy I feel who has so um so this is this is one of them. This is the one you're trying to foil. There's another one that might come up um in a second. But you definitely detect that one as well. You just don't know what it does. Okay, so I'm diving for the briefcase. I'm gonna try to grab it and un and like kind of unlock it by having him touch it while he's you know, he's holding it, he's probably yeah. gonna grab it. I'm going to unlock it and and take it away from him. A complex maneuver. Yeah. Do you reckon it is finesse, prowl? Could it be skirmish? Hmm. That's a tussle, right? Yeah. I think if it is skirmish, you're at worst position. And the worst position here is that you risk uh, irreparably damaging whatever is inside. Mm -hmm. Badly enough that, you know, it may not be of any use to him, but it's also of no use to you. OK. Uh, and Prowl would not be worse position. Yeah, yeah, because like earlier, you're in a controlled position, but you're you're risky now. I see. Um, because like you're like you've got him in your room, like it's, it's as controlled as it gets, and he's not like a fighter. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Uh, I have a very powerful assist skill, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, I, I do have a dot in Prowl. I have a dot in Skirmish. Let's go for Prowl. Like, maybe he's okay. just, yeah. he's so distracted by all of this that he has no idea what's about to happen. 
Yeah, I mean, he accurately describes um, his current state of mind because nobody expects the person they're talking to to be possessed by their passive. Um, so then let's say controlled standard. This one's from the future. Oh, this one's from the future. Even Ooh. better. All right. Do you want an assistance with the... I always want an assist. I have one day. I get an uh, extra okay. dice for my ability. All right, and with red right hand, it's a, uh, only one. You can get plus one effect and one die. Oh boy! Excellent. There you go. So great effect. Yes. I'm not sure what great effect here would be. Probably like he gets intimidated. Maybe I don't know. But two bonus dice. I think what Abbas actually does is just clamp his hands down onto the briefcase so he can't take his hands off it. Ooh. Mm. Uh, I have an idea for great effect. So mm. if you want great effect, you can have it. Okay. Mm. Oh, you know what? What would help with uh, him not being able to take his hands off the briefcase? Uh... Is uh, binding oil. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering whether you would say it, but I didn't want to say it out loud. <laughs> and when I, mean, I, I heard you realize it, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, okay, well, we got that. <laughs> uh -huh. Got some binding oil here. Abbas is holding his hands on the thing. Uh, I'm going to yeah. open the right. <laughs> Amazing. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yep. Sounds like a red right hand to me, then. Yeah. And his hand's going to get red. That's... Yeah, no, it is, because he's going to need to cut it off if he doesn't get the outcast. Ooh, one, five, one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. So um, I think with a five, uh, you, get, you get everything you want, right? Like, you're able to keep his hands on the, on the briefcase. You're able to get it open. Um, he realizes after a second that his hands are glued to the briefcase and he swears. And it's the first time probably you've seen him kind of actively lose his composure. And then he says like uh, something in, hmm. Yeah, no, he works for someone from the Dagger Isles, right? Yeah, I think he says something in like one of the many languages spoken in the Dagger Isles. And this is your controlled consequence, which is that when he says this, the bag kind of like you can, sense something go through it, and it sets something off. Uh, and I think what it sets off is, a, is, is that like somewhere in a hidden compartment in this bag is like something that is uh, going to attempt to destroy everything in the bag. Mm -hmm. But it's the kind of thing that like would be much more effective if he was able to like reach in and take it out and then like, you know, pour it and like start a flame as opposed to what he's doing now, which is it's not that effective, but he's okay. going to try. I'm going to resist, partially, I think. Uh, okay. Because this, this one, this Shrine Builder, we're all Shrine mm -hmm. Builder, but Shrine Builder's all the way right. up and down. Uh, this Shrine Builder speaks, speaks the language. Excellent. And this means that this Shrine Builder is aware that there's a self-destruct button that's been pressed uh, and mm. will react accordingly. So it will not catch me Excellent. by surprise. Great. Okay, one stress. Yeah, uh, two and a five, so you only take one stress. And as, like you've, you've foiled him, which is very annoyed about. And he says, uh, did you glue my hands to the suitcase? Uh, do you know how hard binding oil is to get off? Yes. Incidentally, the chair you're sitting on is also uh, impregnated with binding oil on the seat and also on the base. <laughs> Fucking God, are you going to flashback <laughs> to having bound... <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
can't even be like, <laughs> I cannot make you pay stress for this because it's a chair in your temple. You have so much access to this. Like, why would it stress you out to do this, right? <laughs> so, Jesus so, fucking Christ. Yeah. So okay. This establishes that Miras did that. Uh, it yes, wasn't this, it wasn't absolutely. This, this incarnation. Miras was like, you know what? Hard is a slippery costume. I don't really trust him. I don't like what's going on. Uh, I'm, if, if things are going well, I'm going to buy him new pants and apologize to him afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. Very good. So, uh, I mean, Handel can still escape if he's willing to take his pants off, I guess. How is he going to take his pants off when his hand is glued to a briefcase? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I, will, I will briefly like uh, interject here. Prince, do you remember that this was the exact strategy that was used in our university game? Yes, yes, I have done this exact <laughs> yeah. thing in, yeah, yeah. in the previous game you ran for me. Yes, I appreciate yeah. it. So, I, turns out this is just the kind of character who exists in games that I run. Great. So this guy... Seat of his pants stuck to the chair, hands stuck to this, um, uh, like, suitcase. I want to also establish that the chair is also glued down. He can't just get, get run away with the chair stuck to his ass. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Uh, the thing that he's actually trying is he's wondering whether, like, his feet are also glued to the floor. So you can tell me whether when he tries to raise his feet, his shoes stay stuck to the floor or not. Mm, no, they, they, they come up. Okay, and I think like so he they come up and he's, he's like sloppy. You have to tie everything down. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, I'm while he's saying that I'm going to like rifle through the documents. Um, Abbas can take care of him, I guess, or like would Abbas prefer to be reading the documents? I mean, it doesn't look like he's going anywhere. Uh, we can look at it together. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Fascinating, fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, what's in there? Yeah, so um, you like so basically some of the documents are like kind of soggy, um, like still readable, but like just you know not great to like look at and touch, and that's because there was like some flammable oil in there that like you know if he had managed to get a match to it somehow, maybe he's got a matchbox in his pocket. You know, he didn't know at that time that everything was binding oil. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that like maybe he could have set it on fire or something, right? Yeah. Um, so. A, there's a ton of very boring legal documents, like various cases that he's working on, you know, like um, affidavits, like evidence, all this stuff, like not very like interesting or important, but like, you know, he definitely does carry that as well. He is a working lawyer and I want to flag that. He just works for bad people um, mm-hmm. and the temple. Um, well, is the temple bad? I don't know. He carries, uh, I think, in his bag, um, a a small like uh, business card that you can see is very different from anything you've ever seen before because it is not like made of paper or even cardboard. It is made of like metal, and mm. it's etched into metal. Um, and the business card simply says, um, "What what is what cool name does Munna's uh, one of Munna's shell corporations go by?" It says uh, the Black Knife Trading Company. If found, returned to, and then there's like an address. And in fact, there's an address um, in three places. The three addresses. The first is in the Imperial City. The second is uh, in Uduasha, and the third is in a place in the Dagoras that you've never heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the uh, the Uduasha addresses where? 
The Uluwashi address is in Kshitvichpur, which is where the richest and fa most famous people live. So, like, you see this, right? So this is, like, um, just something that he carries around, I think, precisely for these kinds of things, in order to be like, you know, do you know who I work for, whatever. Um, and I think that he's the kind of man to have in his suitcase his schedule for the rest of the day. Like, so, you, like, in, not even for the rest of the day, he's got, like a, like, a diary that is packed with, like, tiny squiggly lines, you know, that he's, like, he, every minute of his day is regimented and um, he's, he like plans everything. Like 50% of this is in his head. So if he, for example, says meeting at, you know, Ceaseless Temple 2 p.m., um, he doesn't need to write down, I'm going to meet with Miraz so he can bribe me. Like that's not necessary. But like the fact of the meeting is in the diary, right? Okay. So, like, you know what the rest of his day and even the rest of like the next few days of his like look like, you, but you don't necessarily know. Um, what he's going to do with them. And I, you know, why don't you just roll study as a fortune? Sure. Let's see if this guy has um, written the name Lord Skarlock in his diary. Critical. Two sixes. Ooh. You see um, in his diary written, um, and this is like kind of underlined, and you know it's very important. Um, Lord Skarlock checks into one second. I know where he checks in, but I have to look this up. There's a hotel in Chitichpur that he's going to check into, mm. uh, which is like the oldest and most famous hotel that exists in Uduwasha. It's uh, exciting. It's always nice when we have to open up the the world building document. Yeah, it is called Mount Himagiri. Um, mm. It is like the highest place in Kshitichpur, and uh, there are higher places in Uduwasha because there are places, A, the towers are like the highest highest, and places where you are, for example, Udeput, are high by virtue of not being down in the well. Um, but he like, has underlined this because I think he said, um, Lord Skalak checks into uh, Mount Himagiri on like X day, and it's like in a couple of days. Um, and with two sixes, you can definitely then work back to being like, so Mount Himagiri is a, um, originally a, it was originally a guest house for Dagger Islanders, which is why Munna likes going there. Um, and it is a hotel that changes based on what the guests want. So it is part like permanent construction, part canvas tent, you know, and therefore, like, if you tell them in advance what kind of thing you want, they will, like, make a room or a set of rooms specifically for you and your preference, right? So if you were a vampire, for example, they might, like, go out of their way to make sure that, like, it is completely dark in one room where you might want to sleep in a creepy fashion, right? Mm. Um, and you can tell that there is, he's therefore meeting tomorrow, the chief manager, the person who runs that hotel. Um, in anticipation of meeting Lord Skarlock uh, and him checking in a day after. And okay. I'm going to give that like, manager a name uh, in a second, but you know. Mm -hmm. um, I think for my crit bonus, what I'd like here yeah. is that the rest of the list is also perfectly legible to me. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, what I'm, so I'm going to pocket the list and I'm going to nod at Hardil and say, all right, then 
food shall be provided, a bucket shall be provided. Uh, and you expect me to use this bucket how? I th I'm sure it will come to you. That is what I am afraid of. Very no. well. <laughs> and then uh, he just he looks at a bath like, this is the guy you've picked. <laughs> right? Like, he just wants me to shake my pants, but look at a bucket. <laughs> and Abbas is looking at Miraz with more pride than ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. If you want, I can cut a hole at the bottom of the chair. <laughs> I would appreciate that, actually. And I think that, like, I'm realizing now, as I play him, that Hardil has been in a fair number of wacky situations himself. Mm -hmm. I think, like, he's had fair number of situations where he's like, okay, this is it. I'm dead, I guess. But somehow he's come out of it, right? Mm -hmm. So now this is like, you know what? At least they're not going to murder me. Um, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. And he's definitely planning an escape. But, you know. Yeah. I'm wondering now if our score is not to break out Freya, but just simply to do a hostage exchange. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, that's our Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Could be. Yeah. So I think um, unless Abbas... Actually... Uh, unless Abbas says something, I think like this incarnation of Shrine Bill is just going to kind of like go. All right, let's. Uh, time's waste. Time, time is being wasted. Let us keep things moving along, uh, Viper. And I must say, an honor to meet you in the flesh. Uh, <laughs> how much of it, what exactly is going on is like Abbas, does Abbas know? Because the thing that happened, like uh, the the only time Abbas has seen Miraz as a Shrine Builder was in the caves. And did anyone else understand what the hell that was? Like, you know, you saw me as a shrine builder, but like, you know, was it obvious at all what was going on? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, you know, what's, uh, I guess we, we could answer this either way, but uh, I guess what's more interesting is for Abbas to be confused about what's suddenly come over his nephew, or I mean, he, he can tell that something's going on, but uh, mm -hmm. maybe like he doesn't understand exactly what. Yeah, and so long as, you know, the important thing is that your nephew is suddenly very appreciative of you and your yeah. legacy and your work yeah. and thinks you're really cool. Yeah. And thus, you know, there's no further need to inquire. Exactly. What <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I think uh, that you say, nice to meet you, like, uh, is like, uh, yes, because we, um, you know, I said hello to you this morning. Uh, Mm -hmm. oh. And and I tap my nose conspiratorially and give a wink. Yes. Um. <laughs> How long does these do these possessions normally last? Just out of interest. Uh, I can change any time. So, the way this ability is worded. In fact, let me just uh, go over this again. This ability is called "You can be me when I'm gone." Yeah. Pay too stress to be piloted by a more competent version of you from the past or future, which I have done. Beware that you may not be inclined to relinquish control. So ah, okay. the way I've interpreted this myself is that I can keep this up for as long as I want out of character. And yes. whenever I want to be mirrors again, it may not be so easy. Sure. Okay. That makes sense. I'm, out, I'm, I'm wondering this because um, I'm wondering whether this is something that happens for short bursts of time or whether at some point you will meet Vickers and then she will have to be like, because she's going to notice. Yes. Even if a bastard. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Uh, I think we can zoom out then. So I think what uh, Vickers and Joan might reappear 
define mirrors uh, standing outside the temple, talking to a large gaggle of urchins, and he's got like a, and he's got like several sheaves of paper, and he's like looking at this list, and he says, "All right, you speak to Zebediah Anrakis, and you give him this. You speak to etc. Cetera, etc." Cetera. And basically, all the people on Harddale's appointment note, uh, appointment book, are going to get really uh, um, regretful. They're going to get Harddale's regrets that he must cancel the appointment. Uh-huh. Yeah, Signed by Harddale. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into that scene, I feel like we have a couple of ways we can play this now mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. everything that we have. One is to do a hostage exchange, yes. right? Uh, another angle is we could go hard on Muna here and just spoil a shit ton of his plans. Because between hard yeah. and briefcase and what Freya found, we could just like leak a ton of info about him and then hit him as his business empire is attacked from every angle. I think those are kind of like the soft angle where we just go like, give us Freya back or we tell Uduasha every, all your secrets. Or we just preemptively leak all of his secrets and distract him and then do the score. There's another element to this. Mm-hmm. Muna's greatest enemy is the Hive. Yes. Yeah. Yep. We have a hive connection. Mm-hmm. We do. Oh yeah. man, if you want to lean on your hive connection though, that's gonna be very tricky because he does not want to remember that he has a hive connection. Yeah, well, we oh, have another yeah. hive connection. It's my sister. What about uh, Goopy and Baga? Are they they were hive sorry? What about Goopy and Baga? They were hive affiliated. Yeah, yeah we have so many hive connections. Yeah. We yeah. do. But I think it might be like I kind of like the idea of going full chaos and not just leaking this to the hive, but just like leaking it to everyone and just have like yeah. anyone who's his rival just can attack this him. This could be the expose for Abbas's paper. Yeah, I was thinking that. <laughs> just publish all of the secrets, like everything in Freya's research and Hardy's briefcase, just publish it in Abbas's paper. Because I mean, for whatever else Muna does, he relies on secrecy. And if we just pop his secrecy bubble, He's going to have a bad time, and I think that will give us the cover to to rescue Freya. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, Abbas is four ticks away from newspaper. I feel like um, this is a very reasonable kickstart. Like, I mean, if you want to do a score based on this, then Mm -hmm. um, that clock kind of finishing as a result of that score, even outside any other payoff, would make sense to me, and you would have that. But also... The newspaper would be fundamentally influenced by the first issue, yeah, and whatever happens after. So I'm just like gonna flag that. I vote for doing this because I think it would be very funny that the moment we turn on Muna, he just gets attacked from every angle at yeah. the same time, yeah. right? I, I think mean, that would be yeah. a cool way to do this. But my recommendation is the other way around. We get Freya back. You know, we go to the hotel, we do the snatch and grab, and then at the same time, the newspaper hits the streets. Hmm. As a way to like stop him from responding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that works. What's up? So Freya has like, like all all I know like is like Freya has basically said everything, but I forget what exactly that everything was that like. Basically, all of his cover identities and all of his shell companies. I think that's the big thing. I don't know if like this will um, have a. Effect, but I guess like how a bus would uh, frame it in the newspaper is, you know, like uncovered the underground colonial empire of like this guy. Yeah, or, you yeah. know, Read how Akaros has been. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I like the idea of rescuing Freya first and then getting out. I had a, I had another idea, which was to ally with Lord Skurlock and have Lord Skurlock turn on him, which would be very oh funny. But God. I don't know if it's okay. Tell you what, I think the score is we intercept. So Skurlock's at the hotel. Muna's going to meet him at the hotel. Probably bring Freya along for whatever he needs yeah. Freya for. And we snatch Freya as Muna comes in, and we'll probably meet Skurlock and so on, and we can see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say the it's like the place that Lord Skurlock is staying at is definitely the kind of place that if he said, "I want a specially prepared ritual room," uh, they would be like, "Yes, sir, absolutely no problem at all." Um, so it would be perfect for the ritual. So yeah, yeah, it would be easy. To, it would be reasonable to assume that's what would happen. Okay, so shall we shall we do a snatch and grab then? Just pull Freya out, and then, as our defensive mechanism kind of is, le- the, all this information is standing by to be leaked yes. at a moment's notice. Yes. Yeah. And... So newspapers will hit the street. I, in fact, I, I think it's cooler if, even if if it's not even a standby. It's just like you know, newspaper will come out the same morning. Yeah. As it happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like uh, let's say Abbas has you know his. Mm-hmm. Gone to um, what was what's her name? I forget. Your partner sent his doctor friend, and uh, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's like, oh, I've got, I've got a, the big scoop. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. Okay, my question is then: Do we start the score now? Yeah, we could. Yeah, I do want to quickly indulge my voice because I'm at five stress. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, sure. uh, are you going to go visit the foundation as your future self? Oh, that's such a cool idea. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Uh, I think it'll be such a lark. <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah, so here's what's happening. Uh, as uh, Vickers and John return, Miras has Miras, quote unquote, has just given yeah. these urgents these instructions, and of course, Miras never interacts with children in general. Yeah. And then he ah. kind of just walks past Vickers as though he doesn't know her. Ah, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I'm going to have to stop you from going to the foundation as your future self, or whatever the <laughs> hell you are right now. I think, yeah. Excuse me, how dare you, you ignore your wife? Yeah, yeah. So we, we mentioned that Vickers does not know the first thing about flirting, and Joan has this more subtly now. And I think, you know, this was the case with Vickers and Mirasa's relationship. We were never subtle. <laughs> this was, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah uh, absolutely. And so I think uh, Vickers will... Uh, We'll just kind of step out in front of you and uh, say, well, I think the meeting went rather well. And dear me, what's all, what did you call all these children here? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Mira's kind of like, a, so like Shrine Builder kind of like uh, stops and says, ah, yes, uh, we were just uh, sending some notes about uh, Mr. Hardil Subramanian's appointments to ah, his yes. various, yes, yes, yes. This uh, is when uh, you find out you have a hostage, Vickers. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Nothing yeah. to worry about. He's uh, quite secure in, in, in the office. I think Vickers will not react at all to like the content of what you're saying, but she will notice that you know, your tone and the way you speak and everything, you're all wrong. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so she, she stares you down and she says, Miras, are you quite well? What have you been eating? Jimmy, it's those factory-made candies, isn't it? It's those damned factory-made candies. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yes, that's right. nods and says, yes, it is a plague upon this age. Speaking of, I'll leave you two demons. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Vickers will nod to Joan. I, I as a player, am very surprised, but but uh, Vickers will take it in stride, and uh, she will turn to back to Miras with his comment about like a plague on this age, and uh, they just stare him right in the eye. Mm -hmm. And uh, Miras is looking back at you with this uh, big smile on his face, and he's like, you know, he's very amused. He's enjoying this. Mm -hmm. And he's and he's like looking you up and down in the way that I don't know someone uh, in a club might be sizing up someone up before they chat them up. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, Vickers like stares you in the face with this plague and this looking up and down. And uh, yes, this is obviously what's happened. He says, "Oh dear, I see that Hardil Subramanian. He is very sneaky, very sneaky indeed. Well, here you are. <laughs> snap out of it." And she will pull up some antidote from from Amitab. Yeah, he got into you, but it's very subtle of him. Yeah, Hardil has drugged Viras. This is obviously what is going on. And I'm going to force you to step out because I'm going to command you to take antidote. And I don't think the antidote will do anything, but I think Vickers' force of personality may be able to pull you back to reality. Okay. Do I need to make a roll, or do I just do this? Or do I make a resolve roll? Mm-hmm. Mm. How should we do it? Well, I think that, like, given that the, the way the ability works is that you get to decide when you want to let go, but we will talk about whether or not fictionally the, char the, the character wants to let go. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. In this case, it seems like this character, this version of the Shrine Builder, is not interested in letting go for anybody. Yes, I will. I will make a command roll to command them to leave, and uh, I know okay. precisely why this is risky because I think whatever weird concoction I'm feeding you may not agree with your constitution. Yeah. Oh, oh no! You risk level two harm, food poisoning. Uh huh. Well, maybe not level two. I don't know if it's level one or yeah. level two, but there is some risk here. Fair enough. Yeah. Remember to take plus one die because we get that from sanctuary. Yep. Good. Oh yes, even against each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um very good. Let's say that you can do this so it's standard. Yeah, let's say that like it's risky and that's because um you you risk level 1 harm but you also risk uh like one heat. Right? It's like two controlled consequences because you're doing this in front of all of these kids and they are literally paid to like deliver messages around the country. Country, yeah, yeah, so, city. Yeah, so like so, they are very likely to like gossip about that. Uh huh. Fair. So it's a three five five five, and hmm. Excellent. I will, I think, resist on your behalf. Uh, the the harm because it's boring. Mm -hmm. Uh, to be harmed. So we will take a heat. Like there is a bit, you know, there's a married couple spat. I think one heat is perfectly. like you know, it's not like they're going to understand what's going on. People are just going to gossip about this, and that's funny because Vicky's been gossiped about plenty. So I'll mark one heat, but I will insight resist. Mm -hmm. And the way I insight resist is, uh, you see, this might have disagreed with your constitution and given you an upset stomach or whatnot. But Amitabh has been looking after you for some time, and so I have planned ahead here, and I have doses of medicine that you agree with. You see, mm -hmm. excellent. Yes, yes. very Excellent. Good. Very good. No stress. 
Yeah, I have, I have the bodyguard ability when I protect my teammates, which I technically have from myself. So <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yes, I will uh, give you some, uh, some uh, medicine and uh, try to Question cure, mark. Yes, purge your system of these drugs. And so uh, hmm. Amitabh actually knows Vickers and knows that this is mostly about her being worried. So what has he actually given me? Because this only works because Vickers thinks it works. I, I think it's just sugarcane juice. <laughs> I think I just... It's just Ganeka juice. Yeah. Incredible. Excellent. Uh -huh. Fantastic. Yeah, but uh, you know, yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Shrine Builder drinks it down, saying, "Oh, fascinating homeopathy." Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, is it acceptable to? I guess in this world, saying homeopathy out loud doesn't imply pseudoscience in the way that it does in uh -huh. our world. I don't know that that pseudoscience is strictly defined in a world where ghosts <laughs> exist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. But anyway, yeah. yeah, I think it's like the force of personality uh, that that overwhelms the shrine builder. <laughs> mm -hmm. Excellent, yeah. very good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and suddenly uh, the glass kind of falls from Mira's hand, and he kind of like flails, and he kind of like falls into your arms, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And uh, he kind of blinks and says, "Oh, uh, well, hmm, uh, oh, oh, and because he sees the kids looking at them, uh, yeah. uh, yes, uh, oh, I was just having a conversation with Hardil. Yes, yes, I know all about it. And I will grab you by the hand so we don't talk <laughs> more about it in front of him. And then I will drag you inside. And we don't have to do the scene, right? But I will yeah. drag you inside and I will explain to you that Hardil must have drugged you somehow. He's a very sneaky man. <laughs> and you explain to Vickers, by the way, that like Hardil is now mm -hmm. trapped in like the, the room you use as an office. Yes. Um, and like the chair is glued to the floor so you cannot move him. Yeah. And he is glued to the chair. Uh -huh. So Yeah, that will be that. Mm -hmm. Yes, excellent. Very good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, uh, and then like that evening, we see a scene of Miraz surrounded by steam and with everyone listening, explaining that what if we built something and we don't have to put a ghost inside, but even without a ghost inside, it can think. Oh no! It it would have to be very big. Uh, I think the the size of this room, and at first it'll probably just be able to do some minor calculations, but soon we can make them small and fit our hands. And mm, I, mean, I I don't yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. <laughs> I'm having even more flashbacks from our university game. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, I think this is just like the residual. Like it's yeah. like when you vaguely remember your dream. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm just going to indulge my voice. Yep. Excellent. So you're saying the future shrine builder is actually a computer builder? Yeah, I mean, he knows what a computer is. Yeah. Good. So I was just trying to remember things. Yeah. I was going to go with escalators everywhere, but he's already, Mira's already mm. knows about escalators. Yeah. Okay. That's force stress cleared. That's fine. Excellent. Cool. Very good. And now I'm ready for a score. Okay. So Great. we break into the hotel with the news <laughs> with the news about 
uh, everything leaking in the meantime. But this is a classic break-in, then. We're just sneaking in. Yeah. Yeah, it does seem that way. Cool. And I do want to point out here that, like, you are breaking into, like, a five-star hotel with the, with the attendant, you know, security yeah. and so on. Yeah. Which you know. But, but yeah. we did do an awful lot of prep, though. Yes, absolutely. We have two I mean, very strong course. Uh, by the way, was did Joan want to do something before the score? Sorry. Yeah. Mm, I don't know if um, if Mary Jane is gonna come back to us with uh, with any information. Her name's not Mary yes. Jane. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's a good point because we also yeah that's another part of the set that we had right. We have three very good sources of information here. Yeah. Um, let me roll for Mary Joan, actually, because I think that based on how well she rolls, we can find out how much information she has. And she's going to hunt. She's pretty good. Yeah, let's say she's got three dice and hunt. So mm -hmm. 3d6. Great. She rolled two sixes uh, and, and a two. So apparently she's incredible. This. Yeah. So, so Mary Joan comes back to you and she comes back to you with a familiar face. Uh, she comes back to you with Arti and Ixis, who was the person who came with Constance initially when, you know, you were uh, a Constance constable was like, oh my God, Freya is working with you. And like, she's working with, you know, Munna and all mm -hmm. this stuff. And I think she says, you're right. You know, and we weren't the only ones in like, investigating it like the house and excess were were trying to figure it out as well and uh and i think like she basically tells you that house and excess is um like they don't care very much about munna as a criminal organization or whatever but they care very much about the uh the arcane aspect whatever this ritual is that um that like skylark wants to do and they really don't want that ritual to happen. And they haven't been really able to like figure that out, but they were keeping track of like whatever they were interested in for that reason, right? Um, and I think as a result, you get like very good like information about this ritual that's about to take place. Um, and the bare bones of it are that Lord Skurlock wants to use this crown, which is like about royalty. And like I think. The thing that like um, I w I I've been thinking throughout the day for like what this ritual is going to be is that like Skurlock says that like royalty is a state of mind and basically Freya had the state of mind right um, and what he wants to do is use this connection between the crown and Freya um, to give the state of mind to himself and it will make him even more powerful potentially he'll be like as powerful as the emperor. Um, but like that's also because he's only just less powerful by not a very large amount. He's just getting taking any right. gains he can get. Mm -hmm. um, and like there's all sorts of like arcane things that he needs, implements, preparations, all this stuff. You have all this information. I'm just not going to go into it right now. Mm -hmm. um, but you 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 know it, and if you need it, you can have it, right? But like that is the purpose of the ritual that he is trying to do. And I think with two sixes, basically Arti and Nexus who. I think they would have run into each other while asking the same questions and they would have shared notes. Um, and they, like, I think she came to you and she brought Arti as like a, this is where my information is coming from. Right, and, like, so, this is so Arti is here. Yes, absolutely. Yes. 
would because now now i'm starting to think uh about about our approach like the the detail of how we're getting in there mm-hmm. would the anixis family be able to like grant us some form of legitimacy they could just rent the room it's not like they can't afford it they could just be like our uh you know some people that we want to do a business deal with would like to stay in this room please including a famous food critic yeah they can definitely do this um they can also i think like just getting a uh just getting a room like they can do no problem if you want more they can do more but they will like they will want something in return as well um yeah i think this is a cool crit bonus though to Let's just note it down, I think, as a tie to house, uh, some sort of tie to house Anixis. And then we can yeah. start uh, with the detail of like, yeah, we're just in a hotel room in the same hotel. Yeah. Like, we'll have to be yeah. undercover, but I think that's a cool entry point. Mm-hmm. So, fake identities. Yeah, absolutely. Mission Impossible mm-hmm. Ghost Protocol time. Yes. Literally. <laughs> kind of. mm-hmm. I have no idea what that means, but sure. It's the Do one you- where Tom Cruise climbs the Burj Khalifa. Yes. I see. I've yeah. seen uh, them. Yeah. Uh, in that case, I actually have a. If that's our our angle, then one of my contacts can definitely help. She hasn't come up oh, before. Yeah? But I have mm-hmm. a contact who is a beautician because Vickers has a person who does her hair and makeup, and that contact could obviously do hair and makeup for everyone and make us look different. So. Excellent. Yes. Very good. Uh, like, it's a it's a friend who can be a fine disguise kit, basically. It's basically a friend who can be a fine disguise kit, but for the whole crew, if that's all right. I feel, I feel like that's a good, you know, it won't hold up to like careful scrutiny, but it will allow us to pass no, for like sure. someone else. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, where is this friend um, from? Like, how do you know them? Uh, yes. So her name is uh, Laboni, a beautician. She is just mm-hmm. the local neighborhood woman who does hair and makeup for special occasions. Oh She's literally just a neighbor, but Vickers has become, become friends with her over time. And you know, yeah, for for special occasions, for ceremonies and whatnot, you know, you need someone who can do your hair and makeup. It's important. So, yeah, absolutely. Good. So she's just a neighborhood woman. We don't have to tell her much details of the plan. We can just be like, yeah, no. we we're going to a very important party. We need to look like fashionable and uh, you know different, <laughs> and that's that. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she 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 will do this. Um, and we will see how good she is if we have to roll for it. But I think for now, yep. you know, she's fine. Yeah. Good. I would also like to bring in one of my contacts that we haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Miros comes back home one day, and like next to him is an incredibly finely dressed man. It's Keshir, a gentleman thief, and one of my childhood friends. Excellent. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh-huh. How come we have we have yet to see any of Miraz's childhood friends, and one of them is a gentleman thief? Well, we've been, we've, been, we've been very busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so absolutely. I think, yeah. Uh, in fact, I think Miras has not told any of his childhood friends that he's back in town. Mm-hmm. So I think... Uh, Amazing. So, so the, the thing about Cashier, a gentleman thief, is that uh, I don't think Miras knows about the thief part. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. He just knows that Cashier is a gentleman. And uh, he okay. brings Cashier along and they're deep in conversation. I said, okay, so... You have been to Mount Himaguri many times. Um, we th- there's something we need to do. Uh, I can't really tell you all the details, um, but you have to trust me uh, that 
listen, it's a free stay at Mount Himagiri. We have we have a suite. You can just uh, just show us around, right? Just uh, help us blend in, that kind of thing. So it's it's okay, part it, of it. It's around the same vibes as the uh, as the disguise kit and so on, like that mm -hmm. person. Yeah. But I think uh, unless people have any particular reason, I would to oppose. I would like uh, Keshir to actually join us on the score. Sure, that sounds cool. Yeah, he's our. I think he's our cover, but uh, I don't know that he's a gentleman thief. Yeah, so that could also be much yeah. more useful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a question for you. Yes. Which is, describe to me a time in your childhood when you and Keshir got into a lot of trouble, or would have gotten into a lot of trouble, and like his quick thinking was the thing that uh, prevented that from happening. Mm hmm Yeah, so yeah, I think it's a variation on yeah, so we were kids, we were playing roof ball, and mm -hmm. the the roof the ball kind of like sailed in through a window that crashed through mm -hmm. it. And uh mm -hmm. I think it was like a really nice ball and we wanted it back. But like uh-huh. That particular house, uh, I think, was like owned by a very cranky old couple, and we were like, "Oh, yeah. there's no way we're getting that back." Uh, cashier and cashier taught me how to scale up the drain pipes and so on, and get inside the house. And he just kind of did this really, really quickly. And I was like, "Oh, okay, that's that's cool." And I mm -hmm. asked him how he how he learned to do it, and he just said, "Oh, uh, comic books." <laughs> So this establishes two things. The first thing is that there are comic books in uh, Uduwasha. And the yeah, second like... is that apparently um, you, can, you can learn, or Miraz thinks that you can learn how to do things via comic books. Yes. What, what do you think okay. explains why he has a mechanical arm as his first invention? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're right. Yes, correct. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, you know, comic books, just like uh, basically pulp things and so on. Yeah, they're, they're, they're really old, aren't they? Old, yep. though. I think yeah. since Vickers is the person setting us up with our cover identities. I have, I have for some reason decided, because Vickers has terrible plans, that we are going in under the cover as Imperial Privateers. We're going to be pirates for this one, for no reason. But... Okay. I'm like, Cashier, you can help us be sophisticated. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, we're privateers. Yes. We're, we're officially hired by the Empire. The thing is, these are the sort of rich people that nobility would employ, but they also means, you know, for ragtag crews and stuff. So, yeah. I'm curious, Excellent. did Keshir come to your wedding? Hmm. We got married in Boskol, didn't we? So. Yeah, but like he's a gentleman thief. Yeah, mm. I think Keshir did. Keshir yeah. did. Bahadur Badur uh, sent us a gift. My uh, other childhood mm -hmm. friend uh, did not come. Mm -hmm. His yep. name is Fistu, a union organizer. You yeah. can tell why he didn't come. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> also. Why, why, Wow, you? these are these are your two childhood friends, a gentleman thief and a unionist. And Miraz, wow, okay. I, and yeah. a hang glider. Prequel and series. And a hang glider, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> three Excellent. We, we, we can sell that Miraz hangs out in the company of daredevils. This is just the sort of people he's drawn to. Yeah. Yes, very good. 
Uh-huh. Okay, great. Um, and I think that like uh, Keshir is very happy to do this. You know, he's happy to see Vickers. He's like, yeah, of course. Uh, you know, I'm happy to uh, stay in the hotel. In fact, I suspect he's the kind of person who, yeah, let's establish that like he does know that Lord Skurlock is going to be in this hotel at the same time. He mulled over stealing from Lord Skurlock for like 35 seconds as an idle fancy. And then he was like, that's dumb. I shouldn't do that. Um, yeah, only idiots would do that. Yeah. Yeah, only idiots would do that. Indeed. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you're not stealing from Lord Skurlock, so it's all fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if Lord Skurlock would agree with that assessment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no comment about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. And uh, yes, I, I know it's a bit awkward to introduce Cashier at this moment, but I really want to kind of like have some scenes with yeah. my friends. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And we'll see. We'll, we'll, mm-hmm. We have yet. We have. We've teased Bahadur Bahadur especially so many times and yeah. we haven't seen him yet. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. So Keshiar, cover identity, get a hotel room. Okay, let's do the engagement role. Let's finally get to it. Yes. Yes. Very good. Uh before actually before I do that, uh you do have a dress. <laughs> and I'm wondering <laughs> if maybe oh, I should hey, you uh, should probably indulge your vice, yes. Yes, but yes. I don't think I have any downtime actions left, which means I have to spend money. Yeah, spend yeah or a rep. Uh, we don't have any rep to spend. Obviously, yeah. the person oh. you are preaching to is Keshiar. You go like, ah, oh, Keshiar. Uh, have you, have you yes. handed your weights from your childhood? <laughs> Why are you wearing a suit? Where is your Sherwani? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why are you making me hang out with your uncle? Yeah, absolutely. I would not be caught dead in a Sherwani. That's also a symbol of uh, colonialism. So. Oh, incredible. Okay, very good. Hmm. Wow. That don't work. Mm. You rolled a one. one. <laughs> so you clear one stress. Me- meeting Kishiro was not, was not good for all of us. Mm-hmm. No, and, uh, it I'll, was not. I'll tell you why this costs you money. <laughs> you suddenly find that your wallet is a little lighter. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, do you just absolutely. do you just want to spend do you just want to spend a second coin and do it again? Because having stress for a score is, is fun. Yeah, yeah. I don't have any. I mean, I guess I can um, spend from stash, right? Yeah, you can yeah. just spend yeah. two stash. Two stash, it would have to be. Yeah. yeah. All right. I swear, if I overindulge now, mm-hmm. what? It's another one. Another one. <laughs> oh my Look, god, Kesher, thing, what are you doing is... to me? This guy just keeps picking your pocket, uh-huh. and you just keep not noticing until later. In fact, you know what? I think what happens is that, like, um, this time, you know, there's like a nice lamp that you have that you bought because it was nice, and you just didn't notice that it was missing uh, <laughs> until he left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, and like cashier, I think like it's always been this way. Like you've known him since he was a kid. He was always like. Oh, yes, uncle. Of course, of course. Yes, uh, yeah. that makes so much sense. I said, and can you tell me more about, and you realize that he's like winding you up. Mm. Yep. But, yep. But like, he but like he wants to listen, so you can't like tell him to fuck off. So he just sits there, apparently listening, yeah. annoying you. It doesn't, <laughs> and, and then what you don't know is that he's just using the time to steal more stuff from you. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. You know what? I'm, I'm five, five stress to spare. That's, that's, that's all right. Yeah. How many how uh how many traumas do you have? I have one trauma. 
Oh, yeah. Get, yeah, get, some, more. Fine. get some more under your yeah. belt. Yeah. Yeah. Amateur numbers. Uh-huh. <laughs> Look at how Miraz is doing. He's going to very soon, his future selves are going to get traumas. No, no, no. no. Uh, he, he's got two traumas. It's Freya mm-hmm. that has three traumas. Oh, it's Freya that has three mm-hmm. traumas. How do you do that? How <laughs> does Freya have three, three traumas so fast? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's been it's been a stressful month yeah, for her. <laughs> it's been a stressful entire month. Did all this happen in the the like the special like Freya? Oh, one of them was the incarceration rule, though. So. Mm. Yeah, right. yeah, that is. True. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, I think we're ready. Yeah. Shall we do the engagement uh, tally procedure? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, does so... Joan want indulge vice? You also have a ton of stress. Just... I think it's it's completely in character for her to have stress. I've been in intentionally not yeah. indulging vice. Okay. Okay. Sure. I always like the way Emma plays. Mm-hmm. Yes. Indeed. We should all endeavor uh, uh-huh. to do this. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. Okay. So one day's for sheer luck. Yep. And the questions. So is this plan particularly bold or daring? Yes, 1 billion percent. Um, is it overly complex or contingent on many factors? I would say on, in this case, yes, because you need the newspaper to come out at the right time. You need mm-hmm. uh, everything at the, like, uh, yep. at the hotel to go fine. And you need these guys to not know you're doing it. So I think like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, so you lose this type. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, after many years, I have engaged. Sorry, I have memorized two questions, but I'm still looking in my PDF. Does the plan's detail oh. expose a vulnerability target or hit them where they're weakest? I think yes. I don't... It must necessarily, because we've uncovered s- the whole plan okay. hinged on utmost secrecy, and he does not have that. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Okay, like, I mean, this is not his stronghold. This is neutral ground with Lord Scurlock, and the whole point was no yeah. one knows where we're meeting. Well, now we do. Yeah, I think that's a pretty clear weakness. If this was in Munna's lair, different story, but it's not. It's yeah. a neutral okay, ground meeting. They have particular defenses or special preparations, which is they're a client of a yeah. very discreet hotel. Yeah. I think this is also true. So yeah. I think both are true. It's yeah. just we yeah. are exposing a weakness, but he also has made preparations, kind of. But yeah. Yeah. So yes to both. Mm-hmm. So still one die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, friends or contacts? Any of your friends or contacts? Yes. Yeah, yeah they, they have. have. Uh, no enemies or rivals, I think. I think yes. it's possible that in an in a ritual that's going to involve Freya and some like god shit, that Baudain might want to. Take oh it. yeah, yes, one hundred ghost buddy. Okay, mm, yeah, but is he an enemy anymore? He's he is my enemy. So we lose a die for that. Good. Okay. Any other elements you want to consider? Maybe a lower tier target will give. Okay. Oh well, it's Anything else? No. There is a demon interested. The the elephant trickster god. Yeah. Uh, Who I feel is going to be as much of a problem for Moon and Lord Scurlock as he is for us. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, no, because he loves um, chaos. He mm. will cause it for everybody, but yes. certainly he will cause it for you. Yes, I love how um, this this demon is increasingly just becoming like literally the elephant in the room. <laughs> yes, just, that's just <laughs> yes. what this demon actually Absolutely. is. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, also, I think it's 
uh, useful to note that like he he does have an interest in keeping Freya alive, and that interest is you can't have chaos if the person who's causing the chaos is dead. He also may not exist without Freya. We have established that he's a time traveling demon from the future. So this is true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, super massive travel. twist, by the uh -huh. by the way. Freya just turns into Murgatroyd. That's what mm -hmm. we've been foreshadowing yeah. all this time. Um, uh -huh. okay. Maybe oh. maybe Murgatroyd actually is her surname. That hasn't been established either. <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah, she's just absolutely. named Freya Murgatroyd, and uh, Demon is just her from the future. That's a cursed yes. name. Yeah, Freya yeah. Murgatroyd. Yes. Heavens to Murgatroyd. Yeah, mm -hmm. very good. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so you lose that die. Mm -hmm. um, I think we gained that die. It sounded like all oh. one stuff in our favor, didn't it? Uh. Yeah, right, actually. Um, the demon may actually end up being helpful here. You know what? Fine. I will okay. give you this die. But let me tell you, you will wish you hadn't had it. Uh, fair enough. Um, does this... Is this in accordance to our deity's precepts? Oh, yes. Hospitality. Someone oh, yeah. has been snatched away from us. Yes. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Pretty yeah. directly. That's, that's yeah. actually two dice. Two dice. Wow, that's a lot of dice for this plan. Let me How tell you. How did we do that? Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I think uh, uh, Chloe, you should roll because you, you, Freya is being yeah, rescued. You're... So you're... Yeah. yeah. Bismillah. Okay, five. Mm -hmm. nice. Yeah, actually, you know what? Very reasonable. A very um... mm -hmm. okay. Do you want to like set up what the engagement role means, and then we cut there? Yeah. Yeah. I think what the engagement role means here is that so you have checked in, right? Like, uh, House the Nexus has got you these rooms, uh, no problem. I think you have also managed to, like, very, like, um, very easily, like, your privateer disguise is going fine. And I think that as you do this, uh, maybe Midas, you're the one who, who notices this. Uh, you... No, no, you are not. Of course you're not. Joan, you're the one who notices this. You feel the presence of a, a kind of arcane practitioner that once you felt it, it's so distinct that you can never forget it. And it is uh, a spirit warden. And it is a spirit warden. Uh, it is an unusually powerful one. Whatever reason, they are alone. But they are also in this hotel. And they are in this hotel... I think it's very obvious for only one reason. They've been sent here by the Emperor because your friend slash enemy slash lover slash nemesis doing a creepy ritual is a bad idea for you. And you should make sure it stops. So there's definitely a there's definitely a spirit warden here who is going to be very attuned to any fuckery. Um, there may be more than one, but I think for now there's just one. And I think we just get the shot of the spirit warden like in full spirit warden uniform. So they are um, in leathers, they're, they're wearing this mask. Um, they look very intimidating. Everybody in the hotel is kind of like uh, murmuring to each other, being like, oh my god, the spirit wouldn't hear. And it's a very odd sight in Uduwasha. Um, yeah. But, you know. I was going to ask, because according to the book, and I think I kept it at this in the world building, there is a spirit warden. Is it this? Mm. Is it still? I mean, I guess people can't tell, but like, is it still this, that person or 
is this no it's not are, are the new new people coming okay so i think people are like yeah. probably like that's huge then if yeah. there's multiple spirit world in the city now for some reason exactly exactly yeah. yeah okay and i think it is somewhat like concerning to anyone who's paying attention that the emperor apparently has like forgotten or is not interested in any measure of um subtlety Hmm. Like, because the spirit warden is a very obvious sign. You're not going to be able to pretend that he's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think basically, like, you definitely see that shot of the of the spirit warden, kind of doing this kind of like, maybe he is just sitting there perfectly still. And I shouldn't use he/him pronouns. I think like all spirit wardens are they them in that they are of an indeterminate and indiscriminate gender. But they definitely are sitting perfectly still in the reception. Appear like you can't, you don't know what they're looking at, but everybody in the room feels like they are looking at them specifically. Listen, I can't tell you how good I feel to see that finally the authorities have shown up. So that's what Miraz is thinking, and Vickers's internal monologue beside him is, is hey, how nice the spirit wardens get vacations too. I wasn't aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that should be the title of this episode is Great Wounds Get Vacations Too. And next to them is Joan. They're, like, looking at this person from a, a real Jack perspective. Ah, shit, it's the cavalry. And so blows out our brief candle. I named the disciples of the Ceaseless Temple thus, with both their given names and taken. Saumitri, called Tree. Zoheb, called Klau, Prince, Emma, and Adyat, called Soap. Intro music, Jalandahar, by Kevin McLeod. Outro music, in Kiravani Ragam, by Yusri Nivas. Blades in the Dark, by John Harper and Evil Hat Productions. Iruvian Playbooks, by Johnstone Metzger. Follow us at Desperate Attune on Twitter or email us at desperateattune at gmail.com. Support us at ko-fi.com slash desperateattune. episode of Desperate Tune. But you are basically just asking a question of the receptionist. Yes. As I yes. understand. It's like that is basically just what you are doing. Alright, I will assist you in that case. Mm-hmm. And the way uh-huh. I'm assisting you is that I had everyone's cover identities and makeup and so on done. And uh, while you are like awkward and not very, uh, you know, not very good at this like uh, dropping clues, uh, I will have made you up to look like a romantic hero to make you more sympathetic in the eyes of this person. Like, it, it's slightly more suspicious, but they will pick up on that you are, you know, you're here on a romantic quest, a mission, and she has a chance to help you find your long lost love or something like that. So basically, what I'm saying is, when we zoom in on Miras in this moment, he is made up to to have like the handsome Bollywood hero look. Mm-hmm. Ah, excellent. and then I'll just add, she's my sister. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, there we go. Twice removed.
Amazing. Okay. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we're making a drama here. Yes. <laughs> Who would want to help this dashing man find his sister?